and welcome to Moments of Inspiration, a podcast for educators by educators, with the purpose of sharing what's right in the world for a change. So buckle up and come take a journey with us, because no matter where you are, we're on this road together. education world, May is the time for endings. The end of the year brings end of year tests and end of year award ceremonies. And in May, educators are compiling lists of students and making plans for field day and yearbook signings. Well, in normal times, right? But May also holds Memorial Day, heralded as the unofficial start of summer, according to Brad Panovich, which he just told me last night, my favorite meteorologist. Anyways, my neighbor usually opens up their pool on Memorial Day. We have a cookout and go camping to usher in the warm weather and the start of the long days of summer. This week's episode follows a similar trajectory. Angie, Olivia, and Joan share their stories that interweave feelings of loss, missing those iconic lasts, the last day of class and the last day of school, combined with the anticipation of firsts, their first job in the fall, their first classroom, their first real apartment. The graduates of the class of 2020 are members of Generation Z. Technology has always been present in their life, as has 9-11, even though they were only about four years old when it happened. Gen Z has lived with the war on terror, the Great Recession, and they're graduating in the midst of a pandemic. Gen Z has definitely lived in a time of great change, and they have become adept at being self-sufficient. And as Joan says during her segment, They show us how to be inspired by the past, even though they don't know what the future will bring. This week's first guest is a class act all the way. She's always impressed me with her wit and her positive attitude. I cannot remember a time I saw Olivia that she wasn't smiling. I also can't think of a time when Olivia wasn't helping others before thinking of herself. I got to know her through the local theater, but I have followed her progress at Campbell University over the last several years, and she has continued to amaze me with her wit and wisdom. She recently graduated and is now a Campbell alum. Sad for them, but good for us, because now she's going to join us as an educator. I asked her to speak about her experiences in student teaching during the COVID-19 crisis, and, just like always, she agreed almost instantly. So here's a student teacher's perspective on things. Olivia, it's all yours. My name is Olivia Exum. I'm a senior music education major at Cam University and the student teacher at Hobton Middle and High School in Sanson County. As with most educators right now, I am missing my students. And if there's one thing that COVID-19 has taught me, it is that relationships matter, both inside and outside of the classroom. As a teacher, I'm really missing seeing my kids every day, watching them make music um, and making connections of the music, but also hearing their stories and their jokes and seeing their smiles every day. I believe that this year I did a pretty decent job at making those relationships in my classroom which created a very positive learning environment so that we could get our work done and have fun at the same time. 
seeing my kids walk into the band room every day with smiles on their faces and ready to work was probably one of the most rewarding experiences I've had this year. I'm thankful for technology so that I can reach out to them and they can reach out to me so that we can check in with each other and make sure everyone is healthy, everyone is doing their work, and just to provide a word of encouragement here and there. And then as a student here at Campbell, I'm definitely missing out on the few lasts I would have as a student, such as my concert, my graduation, banquets, whatever. Um, There's a lot of things missing out on. But again, thankful for technology to keep us in contact. I have to say that during my five years here at Campbell, I've learned a lot. And I believe that this education experience I've had has, will, has prepared me to become an amazing educator in just a few months. I'm super excited to land my first job and get my first classroom and my first set of students to see what I can do with them. And should another pandemic like this happen, I believe I'm prepared to handle it due to this COVID-19 experience during my student teaching. And I just miss my kids and I wish the best to everybody. To know Angie Moore is to be her friend. Truly, it happens in an instant. Even through a social media connection, which is where we first met, her warm Midwestern personality shines in each caring reply and every resource she shares, and even those nerdy book club posts. Angie has cast her net far and wide, and her social schools include librarians, teachers, readers, and writers across the globe. As we have stayed connected through Instagram, Twitter, Boxer, and text messages, and even a few in-person visits when her family comes to the Outer Banks, I have watched Angie plug away at earning her teacher certification for several years now. She has been taking courses year-round while also transforming multiple libraries to be more user-friendly, sharing relatable reflections in the Nerdy Book Club blog, and even turning her husband into a reader, oh, and caring for her two growing boys. Like so many in the class of 2020, Angie's graduation ceremony is taking place in her home among her family with the use of a computer screen. But as she shares in this segment, she is also modeling for her peers, her fellow student teachers, and even her own graduating son, that it's all about having the mindset that graduation was never the end goal that there's still so much more to the story waiting to be written. My name is Angie, and I'm from Mason, Michigan. I met Molly through library Twitter a few years ago, and she asked me to share about some of my experiences over the last few weeks. Um, I've been a school librarian for almost 10 years, but the last year I've been on leave of absence so I can finish my teaching degree so that I can go and become a, quote, real librarian um, and get my library certification. So we stopped going to school or attending school on March 13th, and I was at the 10-week mark for my student teaching and internship, which means that I was six weeks short of getting my certification. Luckily, I work or I've been working with an amazing team of teachers and they've allowed me to stay on in the same role as a student teacher 
um, co-teacher, um, and that's been incredible. Um, so I've been able to stay in touch with the students and with the teachers, and I've done lots of planning with them. And it's just been kind of surreal to continue to be part of that. And my official time for being done with my student teaching is on April 30th or May 1st, I believe. And we just got notification that we have reached our certification. So I don't have to worry about that anymore. That's been kind of a challenge and a stressor um, seeing if we would be good enough, if the time we put in virtually was going to count for us, or if um, we would have to maybe continue this in the fall or another time. We just weren't really sure. But we got official certification notice that, yes, we can apply for our certification. We've reached all of our requirements. So, again, that was a really great um, relief to me. Um, being in that position of having worked in schools and um, being in a school as just kind of an intern, it's been kind of different, um, not really having a set role. Um, I've been able to bring lots of things from my my love of the library to where I'm at and also to be able to share information with friends, looking for book lists, um, lots of information about copyright information, um, a way to find resources online, whether you have internet access or not, um, because all, all of the libraries are closed. Um, so that's kind of been unique. Um, the other thing is that, um, I guess kind of the sad thing is that I won't have an official graduation. I don't get to walk. Um, I've been doing this for five years, so that was really sad for me. Um, but I feel like I'm okay because it's not my end goal. I do have... Um, my master's to work on that I actually will be starting in a few weeks. And um, so that's been hard. I'm also a mom. I have two boys. They're in eighth grade and one's a senior. And so my senior will be missing his high school graduation. Um, he is very chill and laid back and he hasn't really said anything about it. He's he's kind of okay with it. He's continuing his classes um, that he's doing. A couple are required to graduate in a few are not, and he's just doing them on his own just because he really enjoys the classes. Um, he has a great work ethic that way, and so does my youngest. He keeps me on my toes and keeps me on um, a schedule. Um, he's been scheduled the, all the time, since even in our time of um, kind of relaxing or in the unknown of not sure what's happening. So, um, But I just feel that since I'm able to still be at home and hang out with them. That's been a really great opportunity, I think, um, that I wouldn't have had before since I've been so stressed with school for the last five years. But to be, be able to reconnect with my kids, um, hang out with them more, um, and do a lot of things, even though we're not really going anywhere, we're just staying at home. So, um, but I'm ready to help with my colleagues and um, both my my regular colleagues and my um, cohort of students and um, just doing what I can do to help them get through this as well. So um, thanks so much, Molly, for inviting me to do this. And I can't wait to be able to see you in person sometime soon.
Greetings from Goldsboro, North Carolina. My name is Jill Darrow, and I work for the North Carolina Department of Public Instruction's Digital Teaching and Learning Team as a consultant for the Southeast. I'd like to introduce Joan Bjork, someone who's very near and dear to my heart. She's a retired educator from Craven County Schools that lives in neighboring North Carolina. She's been my assistant principal, my principal, my mentor, and friend. And today, she's going to share with us how her daughter, Summer Bjork, inspires her. I'm Joan Bjork from Craven County Schools, and my daughter inspires me. I'd like to begin by saying we're often inspired by our past, not knowing our future. This is the case definitely with our new normal, as nothing seems to be normal. But that's just simply because we've predispositioned ourselves to what normal really is. And when we do this, we strangle our world of opportunity and ingenuity, not only for ourselves, but for our students. We don't yet know the positive impacts this new normal is going to have on our future. I, like many parents, was caught up a little disappointment for my daughter, an elementary teacher in her fourth year who just now graduated with her master's degree with no commencement opportunity. And for those of you who know me, my daughter is one of my biggest inspirations, and we were all looking forward to this very traditional commencement. Her story as an educator begins before she was even born. She's only 25 years old and was raised in a family of educators whom I also draw inspiration from. Her grandmother was a public school guidance counselor, her aunt, and two of her uncles, both educators, and of course I am too, an educator. 25 years ago, my husband and I tried desperately to have a baby, and when we found out we were going to have summer, I was in graduate school working on my master's degree. Graduation day came with excitement of cap and gown, and Mother's Day weekend could not have been more exciting. I remember ordering my cap and gown slightly larger to compensate for belly displacement. We took pictures and put silly captions under them, pointing to my belly and saying, Summer is in there. As my mom put my hood across my back, we laughed and we said, Summer, before she was even born, was getting to walk in a commencement ceremony with a master's degree. Who would have guessed that exactly 25 years later, my baby girl would be completing her master's degree with a commencement ceremony originally planned for Mother's Day weekend, just like mine was. But now, like so many graduates, the walk looks different from what we had planned. But also remember, we never could have planned this perfect timing. So now, we're in the backyard all dressed up, and I'm helping her with her cap and gown, laughing and joking as we take pictures with the COVID-19 mask this year. It is a beautiful memory because that is the memory we are choosing to make. The unknown should inspire us, not scare us. There is hope in the unknown, hope for our future if we decide to make our memories beautiful memories. Summer's pictures of her in the backyard commencement, will have her cheeks grinning and her eyes squinting from behind a face mask, but she will also proudly be sporting the tradition of cap and gown and a hood that her mother helped place on her back. The lesson for our teachers is this. You must choose to make memories beautiful for your students, not sorrowful missed opportunities that focus on how the event Whatever the event is, was not like the past. Traditions evolve and change. We hold on to those we can, 
and let go of others to make room for different but beautiful memories just the same. You never know exactly what memories you are making for your students in your classroom. You may not ever know which ones they will draw upon in the future, but you can be assured they will draw upon those memories of school, your classroom, and you as their teacher. Let those memories be joyful experiences of learning, and when they resurrect in their hearts some 25 years from now, you will be the one that made the difference of a beautiful memory. We may be stuck in our homes, but that doesn't mean we can't stay connected. The Moments of Inspiration podcast is meant to give you a much-needed lift in these challenging times. We encourage you to step away from the computer screen, turn up the volume, and get a change of pace for a few moments of your day. Teaching remotely during a crisis is tough. Our goal is to make sure that you don't feel alone, to give you something to smile about, and a few moments to connect with others. We hear you, we're with you, and we're on this road together. Thanks for listening, and please be on the lookout for Episode 9 next week. If you wish to contribute and share your story, please visit us at bit.ly forward slash all caps I-L-C-M-O-I. That's bit.ly forward slash all caps I-L-C-M-O-I. The Moments of Inspiration podcast was written, recorded, and produced by Molly Holloman, Stacey Lovedahl, and Chris Benick. It is available on the following podcast platforms, Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public, as well as through our website. The music in this episode was taken from YouTube Creator Studio and includes Rolling Heads by Unicorn Heads, Redwood by Kinkas Morera, Credit Jam by Chris Bennick, Willie Sunnyside by The Whole Other, Fond Memories by Sibs, Mellow Electric Number no. 1, and Smooth Lullaby by Chris and Emma Bennett. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to hearing from you. So come on, everybody. Get your voice out there. Oh, moments of inspiration. Everybody's talking about it. Thank you. Thank you very much.